I'm Lights Camera Jackson. This is the LCJ Q&A podcast. Brand new DreamWorks animation movies in theaters this Friday, April 22nd. The Bad Guys. Joining me, director Pierre Parafel, producers Rebecca Huntley and Damon Ross. All three of you, it is so good to see you. Hey, Jackson. Hey, man. Hey, and Pierre, we actually spoke for Bilby a couple years ago, which was a major success for you in the DreamWorks studio, and now you're directing this, and and the movie is so fun. Congratulations. Thank you. Thanks so much, man. It was actually four years ago. That's amazing. Wow, wow. Uh, This this movie is adapted from graphic novels. There have been 15 of them now, and many of them published as you were making this movie. So, Pierre, did you go into the new editions of these new graphic novels and be like, oh, wait, we got to add this in. We got to add this in as they were being published. Yeah, actually, we kept kept being like updated by Aaron. Aaron is actually part of the of the team. He's an executive producer on the team, so he would just actually even, you know, send us like the manuscripts of those those new books that he was going to publish. Uh, unfortunately, you know, our story got locked rather quickly, and so we couldn't bring like what was you know what is now in the number ten, twelve, or whatever. And frankly, if we actually make more than one movie, we want to save ourselves some room, you know. <laughs> so the, the the movie really just uh, borrows from the first four books yeah gotcha gotcha but that's so cool this franchise is so popular now with books and now into the movie and i think it's going to be a big hit for families and rebecca i really like the opening scene how it opens with a conversation it's very unexpected was that a risk you guys uh, took with deciding this is how we want to set the tone for the film you know it was it wasn't actually part of our original film it was actually not there in the beginning and you know we opened with the chase and as we you know progressed we you know had all these conversations about again like how do we really honor our genres and pull in references to other movies and and along came this this diner scene and there were con- there were quite a few conversations yeah. about whether or not it how is this going to be received is this the best way to open the movie and we fell in love with it and and really you know, so I, I guess there was a risk in it, but we really well, all believed in it. But everybody else also felt like it was uh, a risk worth taking. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we were trying to ground our two lead characters and kind of introduce them a little bit up front before we introduced the rest of the gang. It really is this core friendship story between Wolf and Snake. And, um, you know, yeah, we had we, originally it was all just like right out of the bank and into the chase. And and we were like, well, let's let's slow it down a bit. And then obviously taking a page from you know certain uh, genre films, uh, one one in particular, uh, and we it, we just we fell in love with this idea, and but it was bold because it was a sort of a quiet, talky scene between two characters to start your movie. Very unconventional. Yeah, it's a very strong statement of what you were trying to do. You know, you get into the movie and you know exactly what you're going to get, which is which is great. I think it's one of my favorite scenes for sure. You know, and oh, tec- yeah. technically speaking clearly one of the most challenging that we had to do. I mean, it's like it takes like one long shot of two and a half minutes in animation is I believe it is the single longest shot in DreamWorks animation history. Yeah. 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 Wow. Wow. Nice. Supervising super animators at least three and a half months to animate it. That's amazing. (laughs) DreamWorks making history with that. And you're right, that wolf snake 
relationship is so key throughout the entire movie. So it makes sense why you want to start it that way. And Damon, one of the real impressive elements for me watching this, the lighting is so good. And in a variety of places. It's that part of the process, the production process, where the movie just absolutely <laughs> like you know, jumps off the screen and, and, it, and really fully immerses you. So, I mean, there was a, there was a, a, a lighting theory uh, early on um, and just uh, it was it was so um, inspiring, and I, it just it's the last part of the process. So for me, I was just like, I can't wait to get to this part. I know in my head it's going to look amazing, and it, and it looked even better. It's just it's extraordinary. And we've been watching the movie on our small screens uh, at home for many 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 months. We finally got a chance to go in to uh, the DreamWorks campus and see it on the big screen for the first time. The first bit of lighting. And it, I remember, I'll never forget that moment. We were just, we were just like absolutely blown away. I can't wait for families to check this out on the big screen this Friday, April 22nd. And Pierre, I loved Sam Rockwell's voices, Hickory and Trolls World Tour a couple yes. years ago. Is that one of the reasons why he got the gig for voicing Wolf in this? No. <laughs> we knew he was great anyway. He did so fantastic on Hickory, absolutely. But um, no, I think he wanted him as Wolf because he was exactly the right cast for this character. You know, he's the only, you know, he's the, uh, the first person we actually, uh, the first actor we, we reached out toward, you know, to for, for uh, among the whole cast. But for us, we wanted, you know, cat, uh, Wolf was supposed to be uh, that suave, charming guy. Uh, the usual suspect would have been George Clooney. And I think for us, the idea was to just, how do we make sure it's not George Clooney? If we want George Clooney, let's get George Clooney. You know, if we want, if we want Wolf to be Josh Clean, let's get him. And I think um, we, but we wanted more than that. I wanted more than that. I wanted like a character that had more like grit, uh, more, that was more raw. He was supposed to be a wild beast, he's the big bad wolf. And I think Sam was the perfect balance of that charm, but also that, that, that rawness that he can bring to us. Uh, and the character that. from the book, he's cool for sure, but he's also he's got more this. He's in the books than the movie, actually. But yeah, we, right. But, yeah, right. And, but we, there's little, you know, we wanted to capture the essence of that character from the books and, and bring it to the screen. And like you said, Sam has all of that. He embodies all of that. Oh, my God. He's got the silly side as well. And so when he said yes, I mean, he was just for us. He was exactly who we wanted was a blessing and and frankly after he said yes the rest of the cast because they love him so much you know they were like okay sammy's in it we want to be part of it <laughs> good it's interesting you bring up clooney because there is a clooney reference uh, in the dialogue in the movie and i just recently watched confessions of a dangerous mind for the first time which clooney directed sam rockwell in so i was going to ask you guys if you thought well maybe since they're they're good buddies would you want clooney to come in with sam rockwell if there's some kind of follow-up are you still open to that it's <laughs> very interesting <laughs> You know, frankly, at some point, we were like, we had like very small roles and we we're like, what if we do typecasting for those very That's small characters, just as a wink. Um, but we never got there, actually. Those, well, those... We got to get him. We got to get Tarantino. We got yeah, to get, get the whole guy. In, in, in the future movies. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And, and DreamWorks loves to do the spinoff shorts uh, as well for DVDs and other things. So you never know. You never know. Uh, 
Rebecca, it's been 30 years since you worked on Aladdin, one of the most iconic animated movies of, of all time, and has a strong ensemble, just like the bad guys does. Yeah. What do you think is so important about animated films with big ensembles? Well, I think what's fantastic is that you get this blend of characters and every character is bringing something really unique and special to the story. And having an ensemble cast and a strong ensemble cast it gives you just such a rich story. It gives you performances where your characters are enhanced across the board, and they're bringing, you know, they're bringing the story up, you know, through their characters. So, I think, you know, being able to work with a strong ensemble is always fantastic. Damon, I have to bring up the car that Wolf drives. It, it is so cool. And another Damon, a Damon Moran designed it. How was it working with him and, and putting that well, car together? We're clearly related. <laughs> um, uh, no, I mean, I'll, I'll have, I'll have um, Pierre speak to this as well, but uh, that was a big, that was early on trying to design the, find the design for that car. And we knew, we knew we wanted to come up with something just so badass, I mean, just like really cool and different. He did a few different iterations, but I feel like he kind of got the full design of it fairly early. I mean, you had some, you gave him some specific direction. Yeah, no, I mean, like Damon is an artist that, I, you know, I've been, you know, following and and loved for for quite a long time. And so, um, but the idea for the film that from the beginning we had was just like. When is the time period? When is that film taking place? You know, at some point we're like, is it gonna be 70s, 80s? There's that idea of like slightly, uh, you know, dated LA kind of style. Um, we ended up like, for, for us, for all of us, it's right now, it's happening, it's contemporary. But I think that car, I kind of wanted it to be kind of a um, classic, you know, a little bit of a classic feel to it. It's not, it shouldn't be like a slick, you know, whatever, you know, Porsche, whatever, you know, like from, from nowadays, you know, it had to be some kind of a muscle car from the late 70s. And, it had to and have also that kind of like animalistic, animalistic quality yeah. too. And know? then Damon was always in his drawings just bringing back a bit of nostalgia to his design kind of vehicle designs, you know, and uh, so, you know, contacted him and was like, yeah, anytime, man. And so he kind of did two or three iterations because at some point in the story, the car was evolving from being, you know, a cool car to like, like, like the monster car, you know, and so he did three versions of it, like three, like three kind of uh, different steps of that car, and we ended up like landing it right in the middle because the the other one was too ludicrous. Um, but um, but yeah, it did like incredible, you know, that car is so iconic now. It's a character in the film. Yes, I was in LA recently for the Critics' Choice Awards, and I went by Universal and I saw the giant billboard of the movie yeah. in the car, right? And yeah, I mean, it's it's synergy almost with Fast and Furious in a sense of wow, this studio is really behind these cool cars with the films, yeah. but it looks. It looks really good. It, it really does. And and I really like the look of the characters in this and the fact that you have sort of softer shades of colors for them. Pierre, can you speak to that a little bit about that decision? Yeah, I think it's all tied to the look that we're trying to to accomplish. Where it's um, it's not it's not a photorealistic style, a photorealistic uh, CG rendering. You know, it's it, it has more of a painterly feeling to it. And one of the 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 thing that I didn't want to see, or Luke Demarchelier, our production designer, both 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 of us didn't want to see, is like whenever you have a a third 
uh, character or like hair, uh, we didn't want to see every single strand of hair and every little fiber. You know, we wanted to have something that felt more like a, uh, a sketch of it, like a like a, a softness to it, like just illustrate or give you a feeling of hair without having all of the details of, that Shiji can give you, so that your eye doesn't get lost in the detail, but like is more focused on what's important to to look at. You know, and so that's part of it, like that painterly feeling, that 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 simplification of the of the details is actually part of what you're describing where it's just a, it's just softer but also I think there is the the lighting that that the, the lighting department has brought and 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 the the art department created is also very specific first of all it's very specific and unique to LA and it's all you know all that first act or most of that first act is taking place in those like it has those like warmer colors that they are actually you know the color the, the color theory behind it is that whenever we are with the bad guys when it's kind of in the warmth when the bad guys are like whenever we interacted with the good guys it's in the cools and then in between that we have two different like kind of breakout options which are more like the cup like the cup kind of color 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 coding which is blue red white and black and then we have the very muted gray palette when it's like a despair kind of like sad moment so it's like very simple but it just really gives that feeling of you're following the character you're following the but it also has the very very sim simple color coding you know just to immerse yourself in the story oh, all that thought behind it is so fantastic and one last question before i let you guys go we're doing this a couple days after the oscars billy eilish just won for the no time to die song how fortunate to have her bad guy song be perfect as the marketing for this movie <laughs> It was a little bit inevitable, but we were, but we were thrilled, absolutely thrilled about it. Yeah, we started the process. The song came out right when we started the process, and we got so many emails like, "Well, you've got your, you've got the song for your movie," and you know, it's actually not in the movie itself, but it's part of the marketing, and it works great for it for sure. Uh, well, Pierre, Rebecca, and Damon, thank you for your time today. The Bad Guys is in theaters this Friday, April 22nd from DreamWorks Animation. Families, definitely go check this out. Thank you for being on the LCJ Q&A today. It's our thank pleasure. you very much. Thank, thank you, buddy. I'm Lakes Camera Jackson. Thanks for listening to this LCJ Q&A podcast episode. For more, go to Twitter at LCJ Reviews and lights-camera-jackson.com. <laughs>